0: This podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Nexus Recruitment Group, official Bristol City Football Club short sponsors. There is a company or brand within the group that can assist all recruitment needs across any industry to suit any budget. Head over to nexus-resources.k.uk or threepeople.k.uk for more information.
1: this actually is Three Peeps in the podcast, believe it or not. Uh, so the podcast, uh, untitled at the time, began, I think it was May, May 2015. Um, it came about after Patch, asked us a few times if we'd like to do it. Um, I wasn't sure initially because I didn't think people would want to listen to my monotone voice. And I, I, think, I think I've think i been um, justified in that since. Um, okay, I'll get back to what I was saying. So it's when... <laughs> Like I said, I speak different languages, but... Oh, why okay, tw- okay! Showing off. Showing off. I to challenge that a little bit. I'm not sure if you really do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I could say that. I, I can could say such things as... Yeah, but as we don't speak languages, you could be saying anything. Well, but... someone that speaks Italian, let me know. Uh, <laughs> what I said was, uh, despite the fact that it was raining I played football, all the same. Uh, so you're lying in a different language? No. What I don't like is... When people pronounce foodstuffs in an accent, I like things to be pronounced properly. So when I, not in the accent, but like people say chorizo, it's not chorizo, it's chorifo. But if you say, if you're in an Italian restaurant and you say, oh hi there, can I have a spaghetti carbonara? <laughs> I don't like that because you don't need to say that, you just say, can I have a spaghetti carbonara
2: please? <laughs> so there is a... Or just point to the menu.
3: Hello and welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, the bonus show. That was uh, a small tribute to Mike, one of the original three peeps who unfortunately lost his battle to cancer on this day last year. So uh, yeah, uh, as I've said on Twitter, we we miss you, Mike. And with every episode, we do think of you. So on to today's show, we are going to have some post-match reaction to Bristol City versus Brentford. Um, with obviously Matt Withers, but a, a series of guests, a um, number of guests that are fans from across across the season um, are going to be chipping in. So um, several voices on today's podcast. Um, but before we do kick into that, I just got a quick announcement. And that's that um, myself, Matt and Rich will be involved with the Nexus Group. So Paul Archer from the Nexus Group and Harry from Tour Life and Brand Life. Um, in a charity football match next, a uh, couple of Fridays time, so 21st of May at 5 o'clock, doors open at 4 and the bars open afterwards, so please do come along. We've got a number of, uh, mixture of celebrities, people from the music industry and ex-City players involved, so a bit of a dream come true for us to, to actually play on the Ashton Gate surface, um, so please listening to the next segment of the show to find out how you can get tickets and a bit more about who's going to be playing so uh really looking forward to that it's the 30th anniversary of the children's hospice southwest so we're going to be raising money for those guys so uh yeah check out this interview and the sides are going to be tour life versus the Nexus group. So I've got both the managers with me now, Paul coming to you first, obviously our sponsor of the bonus show of the podcast, Paul, you're going to put together a team of a mixture of ex players and, and local celebrities. So uh, do you want to just tell us some of the names that you've got lined up? So, yeah, patch it's uh it should be a, a good afternoon, good evening of, of football
4: and entertainment. Um, there'll be an auction afterwards. And some of the names we we've, we've got involved is, um, Tom Davis, aka King Gary, obviously a big West Ham fan, but we'll let him up to the gate this uh, this time only. We got Perry Perry Fenwick, uh, Billy Mitchell from East who is another West Ham fan. Bit of a uh, bit of a, um, a pattern there, but he'll be allowed in. We got Dean Edwards, um, chef from uh, Lorraine and, and, and Master Chef fame. Mark Kelly's kindly um, agreed to play for us. Peter Trago, the Robbins TV presenter, big Victor Abugu, ex-England and Bath uh, rugby player, um, Scotty Murray, uh, Danny Coles, Joe Bernal. So, yeah, the, the list goes on and on. So it should be a, a very, very good afternoon. And because of COVID restrictions, we were allowed fans in. So stay tuned to uh, to see how to purchase tickets.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a great opportunity to get back in the ground ahead of the first home game, which is looking like the 6th or 7th of August, um, I've determined by the fact that the Balloon Fiesta is the following weekend, which usually uh, works that out. But um, yeah, as I say, we've also got Harry with us. Harry from Tour Life. Harry, you've got a mixture of players and people from the music industry coming along.
0: Yes, thanks, Patch. So... You know, we've actually been a sleeve sponsor of Bristol City in the past. I've, you know, grown up being a Bristol City fan and now I'm working with Nexus. It's kind of made sense to do this. Uh, the Children's Hospice Southwest is just a fantastic charity. Uh, we've pulled in some kind of music artists, the music industry, uh, the likes of Rob Bruce from Capital Radio, Governor B. We've got Austin Darbo from Atlantic Records, Jeremiah Asiama from Radio 1 Extra. Um, we've got some great names in there and we've still got a few more special guests that, which uh, we're just trying to get over the line. So, you know what? there's some great personalities there the the, the football skill, I'm not sure what it's going to be like so hopefully the ex-pros can uh, do it some justice but yeah looking forward to uh, having a game and hopefully a few beers after
3: Absolutely. I mean, in addition to the names that uh, that Paul mentioned, we've also got Tony Thorpe, Cole Skuse, Kevin Amankwa, Rob Edwards, and maybe a few more going to be attending. So we're going to we're going to make it fair. We're going to mix the ex-players up amongst the two teams. And also uh, we've got some football kits made as well. I understand. Did you want to tell tell the listeners where they're coming from?
0: Yeah, so um, the the delightful people um, at the terrace, uh, the terraces, they've been fantastic, and they actually are, are actually going into kit manufacturing. Um, a lot of actual, you know, fans will know of them and what they do. They do fantastic kind of merchandise for fans, whether it's mugs, shirts, bar towels, everything you can think of for clubs. So um, they're going to be producing the shirts, and uh, we'll be doing some giveaways and auctions after the game. So yeah, look out for it.
3: Yeah, as you say, it's a great opportunity to raise some money for Children's Hospice Southwest. Um, So if you're interested, keep an eye on our Twitter page, at 3PiAPC, and also the Nexus Group Twitter page um, for more details in the coming days of how you can get a ticket come along support us watch us laugh at us whatever you want to do um but yeah we're we're there to to raise a bit of money for charity so please do get involved and also we're looking to as they said to run an auction so if you've got anything that you want to donate that could be a prize or something that people will bid on then please do get in touch with us um again on twitter or you can email um us at 3p i a p c gmail.com but yeah chaps I'm looking forward to this it's going to be uh, it's going to be a good tear up on the pitch between uh, between you two at least <laughs> Well, so <laughs> just a bit a bit on your positions your preferred positions so coming to you first harry what what do you see yourself as
0: left back in the dressing room
3: <laughs> okay all right lovely lovely left footed
0: no I'm, I'm right footed I'm going to be on there for about like five minutes I'm going to probably play cent- I'm going to play centre mid I'll do the kickoff bit and then I'll probably go on the sidelines and just kind of shout instructions hopefully <laughs> brilliant
3: brilliant. we've got Joe Sims potentially um, and I'm approaching Joe Joyce as well as assistant managers. so hopefully we'll get a, a bit, of, um, bit of shouting on the sidelines Paul you're you're a marshal in the midfield I guess
4: um, I think the only thing I'll be marshalling is the oranges and the uh, the, the, the crowd that we'll be getting. Um, other than that, I think it's it's player manager mode. So um, we'll see how the day goes and see how many minutes um, the big man can do up front. As you said, Patch, the target man.
3: Brilliant. What's okay. Out?
4: What's out, fam? Here I come. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There'll
3: be contracts flying around at the end. I'm sure um but uh, thanks for your time guys look forward to 21st of may 5 p.m t- please do come along it's a uh, 10 pound a ticket but to how to get that ticket will be announced in the coming days so uh come along if you want to get involved take care thanks for listening so yeah really looking forward to that if you want to come along and see scott murray cole Scuse, kevin and Manqua. Joe Bernal, Danny Coles, Tony Thorpe from Robin's TV, Toby Osborne, Peter Trago, and the Ashton Gate MD himself, Mark Kelly. Then, uh, then please do come along. We've also got uh, the BBC Tailenders podcast star Matt Horan or Matt Chin, as he's known, um, coming along, and uh, myself, Rich, uh, will be actually playing as well. So, really looking forward to it. Okay, so on to today's game. Um, Matt now is with me, Matt. It's put us out of our misery, quite frankly, hasn't it? It's been the worst season I can remember in quite some time. Um, it says a lot at the start of today's game when we were 8-1 to one to win at home. I don't know when that's happened um, in recent times. Even probably when we played Man United at home, it was probably shorter odds than that. But uh, we're out of our misery now. At the end of the season, a few positives to pick out of today's game. But Matt, overall, happy for it all to be over?
5: <laughs> yes, in terms of obviously it means it. Pearson can get a, a pre-season into him and sign the players he wants, but, yeah, I, I still miss it. I mean, that, those three months in uh, in between the season starting again are, are always long, but, yeah, I mean, it's been an absolute shocker of a season, hasn't it, really? Um, yeah,
3: I mean, if the game's if the games carried on over the next few months, I couldn't, I couldn't see where uh, where it's going to improve unless there's some signings that could be made and, uh, you know, getting getting the whole team on board with the journey. But, um, yeah,
5: I think... Yeah, the, we're, we're a million miles away, aren't we, from from Brentford today, a million miles away. Absolutely. Absolutely.
3: Um, So we're going to be a bit ambitious today. As I said earlier on the podcast, we've got four voices, four extra voices with us today. Colin Sutton, Ryan Wallace, Northern Tom and Lee Williams. Um, So we're going to come to those guys periodically. But first of all, Matt, um, your thoughts on the team and the fact that we had, you know, Callas coming out. Obviously, we don't quite know what's happened there. But um, you know, it was a rest was 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 given as a reason. But um, yeah. you know, maybe he's not on board with with the uh, with the thoughts at the moment. But um, yeah, a few changes in the starting lineup, Matt.
5: Yeah, I mean, I, I think Callas was probably the surprise for for most fans. Um, don't get me wrong; he had an absolute shocker last week. But but so did a number of players. Um, the fact that he wasn't even named on the bench does make you wonder whether there was more to it than. Um, you know, to, to talk about resting him and the last game of the season, um, especially after he rested last week. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not sure of the the reasoning there, but it's good that, that Nigel wants to keep everything in house. If that's the case, mm-hmm. Bentley coming in was an obvious one. I think Simpson coming in, um, good to see De Silva back. For me personally, great to see Alex Scott starting. Um, I really like the look of Alex Scott, um, and obviously Tyreek coming in as well. So. Uh, probably not unexpected other than um other than Calas for me.
3: Yeah, brilliant. Okay. Well, let's bring in our, our, our first first guest, Colin, Colin Sutton. You've been on the podcast a few times. I know you're watching uh, another game there, but um no, it's
6: all it's, it's all over. It's, it's all, all over. over. Darby, Thank
3: God for that. Yeah, we, can, Darby, we can all relax. Derby are staying up, are staying up. All right? Okay. So um who who that means that uh who goes down? Wickham, Rotherham, Wickham and Wednesday
6: Sheffield
3: Wednesday, yeah. Wednesday. Okay. Um, so Colin your thoughts on the starting lineup and and the the fact that we had a start from Alex Scott add to that the starts that we've had for Riley Tyler this season we've seen a lot of youth coming through Tommy Conway obviously last week getting his first goal it's it, the the fact that we have been on a downward spiral and it's a chance to blood in some of these youngsters how good is that to see that sort of the future is bright for us
6: oh, it's fantastic um and i think testament as well to to the man behind me who heads up the, the, the academy and the player development as well. I mean you look at look at the players we've um, come through the academy over the years players that have gone on but the youth setup that we've got now in the under 23s have had a brilliant season um and we had obviously we'll come to it later on but Louis Britton got his debut today as well. Um, Alex Scott looked really lively um and he, he certainly gave Ivan Tony a run for his money.
3: He did he did he was putting himself about all over the pitch really and for those people yeah. Listening and not able to see over Colin's shoulder is Brian Tinian, yeah,
5: <laughs> as
3: you say. Yeah, on a, fl- player- on a
5: flag, just to say he's not.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, not. It's not actually sat on his shoulder. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, you're right. The player pathway manager is. It's an important role, and and he's got a really difficult. Dis- decisions to make and really difficult recommendations to make now, Matt, over the next sort of three months as to who stays, who goes out on loan. Um, what's your thoughts on on the the youth players that we've seen come through this season and who Nigel Pearson might look to retain versus send out on loan?
5: Um, I think Alex Scott has shown just in those two, two games glimpses of his ability. Um, I kind of think he might be one a bit like Lloyd Kelly that we hold on to. I think Tommy Conway probably needs to play um league football um for a period of time. Um the same with sort of the likes of, of, of Edwards, Sam Pearson. Um, you know, they've they've been thrown into it, but as well as they've played and showed some some really good, sort of bright sort of patches. I think even today with Alex Scott, you know, he tired massively. Um, and then you've got the likes of Tyreek and, and Han Noah, who are still really young. I think Han Noah's played really well the last few weeks. Um Ty's still a bit of a, a mystery for me. I kind of don't know whether I'd look to send Ty out as well because today, yeah, he it, it was a bit of a um, show glimpses, um, but we need more than that. And, and I think the difficulty we've had is we've had to play youngsters with not enough strong professional men alongside them. Um, and they've set the benchmark actually in some games, which has been a bit embarrassing. So probably of the ones that have played, I'd, I'd still be looking to send most of them out on loan again, just to gain a bit more experience, maybe with one or two exemptions with, with Alex Scott perhaps being one of them.
3: Yeah, I guess it. a lot of it depends on what business Nigel Pearson can do financially um, and all those things you've got to bear in mind next season and all financial fair play, all those sort of intervening variables as to, as to how many he does keep
5: yeah absolutely and and obviously also in terms of the the ones that he's releasing um i think you know we'll we'll talk about the, the players in contract but some of the players that that are out of contract to me I haven't shown enough and and i would be looking to replace um i think probably last week he said it but if he, if he's not realized just how many players he needs i i wrote last week i think we're a good seven or eight first team players short of doing anything next season And that's with the players returning, the ones that we want to keep hold on to. So it's a massive, massive summer. Probably, and I've said this a few times, Patrick, nothing's changed in my mind. This is the biggest summer for me, probably in Mm. 30, 30 years of watching the city, you know, since the dark days.
3: Absolutely. Um, coming to Lee Williams now. Lee, same question to you, really. I want to get your opinion on the the youth that we've seen come through and where you see them next season. So we've had Sam Bell, Sam Pearson, Alex Scott, Tommy Conway, Louis Britton, Awara Edwards, Riley Tyler, and maybe missing out a couple. But what are your thoughts on on the next season for those players?
7: Um, s- similar to what, what Wibbs has just talked about, I think see a lot of them... Being part of the first team makeup, if I'm if I'm being honest. Um, it, it's great to see them come through. First thing at the end of the end of the game there, my, my lads ran bang, Louis Britton scored, listening to his little sort of post-match interview. You know, they we all want to see the the local lads come through, but you know, if we're realistic, um if those a lot of those players probably bar Alex Scott. I like what I see of Alex Scott. I think, you know. Age isn't a hindrance. I think I, think I can see the ability, the ability there to, to hold his own in the Championship. A lot of the others, if they're playing, then we'll, we'll be struggling. And that's not... They just need to develop that experience. They, you've got the quality. They need development. They're still developing, aren't they? Get them out, get them playing and bring them back in. And I think that's what we'll see with Pearson, if I'm honest. I'll be very surprised if we've got more than three or four under-23s involved in match day squad. Next season he, he won't want that because he will want to develop those players in that kind of uh, environment um and 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 let them do their role. He's already talked about reducing his squad size, um, which is no surprise, is it? You know, one stage under the LJ do we have about 45 players under 40 contract five, or something yeah. like that? You know, I mean it yeah. was it's, it's crazy really. So yeah, I think I don't expect them to play um a huge role in the first team space next season, but that's not a reflection on their ability. Just a reflection, I think, on where where they are in their development as professional footballers at championship level. Let's not forget, you could see the difference with Brentford today. You know, yes. they haven't got any young players, really young players knocking about in that team. And that's the reason why they're at the top and they all know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah
3: absolutely. Okay, we're going to come on to the minutes now. And uh, talking of youth and exuberance, I'm going to bring Ryan Wallace in from New Zealand. Ryan, responsible for the Mishmash poster. First of all, how are sales going on that? I think I know a lot of people that have got it.
2: It's gone. It's gone pretty well. Um, I'm been pretty pleased with sort of the response. Uh, everyone sort of had to it. I've just been over the pretty over the moon that you know people have, have really enjoyed it and got behind it. So, I mean, at the start of, when I started out, it wasn't really. It was more of a passion project. Didn't really know what was going to come of it. So, the fact that it's you now sort of hanging up in people's homes and in frames and stuff. It's it's pretty cool to see.
3: It is fantastic. And all the all the very best. I mean, the good thing is, mate. There's no. There's not much to add to it from this season. So no no major <laughs> no major changes.
2: No, I haven't missed out of promotion or something, It's definitely, yeah. Well, Nigel Pearson, events, obviously. A, Nigel yeah, Pearson and you know, Nigel maybe, Pearson.
3: M- maybe a crop of youngsters to to draw in the corner or something, but um, yeah, that aside. <laughs> Your thoughts on uh, like so that? So let's go through the minutes. Your thoughts on the first incident. Uh, after three minutes, a free kick taken by Alex Scott on target, um, showed great confidence to put himself forward to take it, um, but it didn't trouble the team trouble the keeper but it was on target which obviously cleared, clearing the wall is is always always a good thing for me um, but yeah, what do you think about the confidence shown there just to step up and take that free kick after three minutes?
2: I found it really telling the fact he wanted to take it away from Wells, you know, he's, Wells has taken most of their free kicks sort of this year I mean, not not overly successfully but the fact Alex Scott, you know, this 18-year-old kid, 17-year-old kid, whoever he is has the confidence in the championship go you know, I'm going to take the set piece. I'm going to step up and take it. And, you know, deliver, you know, have a reasonable shot on target, like you were saying. But I know the fact he's got, you know, he runs around with his low socks on, and a bit of confidence about him. It's it's, There's something there, I think, more than the other youth players that have come through this season, a bit more so. He's just, there's something about him, a bit of a spark about this kid, I think. Absolutely,
3: yeah. We were chatting on um Robins reunited with Mickey Bell and Brian Tinian last week. Um, and they were basically both saying that they would stand there and just stare at anyone who tries to come over and take a free kick. But I mean, they have got uh, they did have a lot more goals and technique in their Arsenal than most of the city players in the team at the moment. So, uh, Alex Scott obviously putting himself forward for that. I thought that was that was fantastic. Um, And Matt, obviously you were singing alex scott's praises over the last few weeks and wanting to see more of him what what does that say for you about that confidence in terms of stepping up to take those free kicks
5: absolutely yeah exactly that it's sheer confidence he's he's for a young lad but also from where he's come from in terms of Guernsey although he was sort of youth at Southampton Bournemouth um but he's he's aware of his ability um I know a sort of couple of the coaches there and and they've said, He's the best they've seen at his age down there, which is, you know, a bit, bit of pressure on him, but he he seems to be the sort, he's got, and it's easy to say it because of the socks scenario, but he's got a touch of the Jack Greenishes about him. He's got that confidence, he's got that. Um, you know, Ivan Tony today a couple of times, you know, he got in his way. And he showed, he showed quite a sort of professional attitude as well, winning free kicks that. The sort of nice that we've been missing as well, so yeah, I, I think he, he showed unbelievable confidence. And even though it wasn't the greatest free kick, he still went on to take two or three, didn't he? So go for it, Lee.
7: Yeah, I think I think it's uh, what, what you just said about interest, is I interesting. I'm kind of aware that that's kind of his idol, so um, I don't think oh, it's right. any uh, it's any uh, coincidence that he wears his socks then where he was. And he actually, as you say, he has a touch of the Grealish, he, he mm. does play like him, he wants the ball all the time under pressure. Yeah. He even bought, I love some of the free kicks that he bought today. Mm. You know, and they were, you know, Rennie was commentating about it, didn't he? A few times around, he was another 17 year old kid kind of showing some of these season pros how yeah. to get it done. And, and it's that type of nice that you need at championship level. Yeah. We're um we're a bit too nice this season. There's a few times in other situations today where we try and stay on our feet. I'm not talking about diving, it's just about you've been fouled, you've had a push in the back, you've yeah. got no support, down you go. And, um, and let's, let's play there.
3: Your thoughts, Sats?
6: Um, I'm just going to comment on staying on our feet and diving in. Baker was on something today, wasn't he?
3: <laughs>
6: he was like a man possessed. Yeah.
3: Well, it's just right to yeah, it's right to segue to that because on the on the sixth minute, I'm going to come to Northern Tom now. Um, Baker gets a few reducers in early. Um, your thoughts on Nathan Baker and his uh, his kamikaze approach? He loves a
8: tackle, doesn't he? <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't do things by half. I absolutely. I, I like him when he's playing that sort of game, but then you, and you see that three or four times a season, don't you? He's injured most of the other time. But for that performance today, I think we should try and get him on a contract next season. Probably yeah. re- re- reduce price, I think, because he's probably on God knows what this season, but he was just ridiculous today. I thought he was brilliant.
3: Yeah, no, I really I it really gave me some confidence to see mm. him at the back playing, you know, the way he was playing today. I and- think
8: it was I think it was because we had him in Mariapa. So we had two sort of Old, not old, but you know, sort of experienced ex- yeah. experience centre backs who could deal with what was coming in, especially in the first half. I mean, we'll get to the second half, but in the first half, I thought them to were brilliant at the back. There was just clearing up everything, and Baker, he was sort of glued to Tony, wasn't he? He wasn't letting get him, getting him past him.
5: Yeah, exactly. And the only uh, thing with him is Patch that the the style of challenge we've said about Callas and his leap, but the style of challenge that Baker makes, he's always likely to get injured in the or season sent off. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and in fact probably could have got a booking for the first challenge, and then would have been sent off when he sort of blocked the bloke in the second half, didn't he? But what you would say is he showed a character today that we've been missing. Yeah. Um, but he still needs to, you know, just know when to dive in like he did because, unfortunately, he's always then liable to make a mistake, isn't he? As well with it,
3: exactly. And he set he set the tone, uh, I think, yeah. of the of the game with those early tackles. I was watching. I don't know if you guys have seen it on BBC iPlayer. the The top ten that Gary Lineker does with Alan Shearer and Mika Richards, yeah. and it was the top ten hard men. And they were talking about some some of the guys in the early days, like Vinny Jones and things like that. That you almost got the opportunity to get some of those tackles in early doors and with, with no repercussions like that, that Vinnie Jones tackle on um, Steve, McMahon. Steve M- I was going to say Vince yeah, McMahon, yeah. Steve, Steve McMahon, McMahon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in the FA Cup, in an final. FA Cup final. Yeah,
5: exactly. Yeah. That. It was, yeah. And it
3: was, a, it would have been a red card every day, you know, in, in the modern game, but it was just, Oh, get up, dust yourself down off, off you go. Um, But yeah, it's, I mean, it is great to see we, we'd lacked that, that aggression in the last few games and that intensity. And I think Baker certainly gave us that today, Matt.
5: I think intensity is a really good word, Patch, because, yeah, I I agree. Um, And and I put in our WhatsApp group, I would be looking to sign him on next season, but I would also be having a a word with him as well. Um, But, yeah, he he does give you, he gives you a bit more balance. um, But, again, he's not the greatest on the ball. And I think that's where we've struggled this season as well, is our our centre-house bringing the ball out haven't been great. Um, But, yeah, I I thought Baker, you know, we end up getting beat 3-1, but I thought he was possibly our man of the match um, Mm. with the way that he played. And certainly the first half, Tony didn't get a sniff, did he? No.
3: Um, Not going to go over Alex Scott again, but on the 18th minute, free kick from Alex Scott. This time was disappointing. It was more of a lofty Jack Hunt free kick, this one. (laughs) It was straight to the keeper, but... I've also noted that that Scott, in that first 20 minutes, he was literally buzzing all over the pitch. And when you've got him and Masengo buzzing all over the pitch, it's great to see. And it almost, you know, it, it makes other players think, hang on a minute, they're getting about a bit. I'm going to put myself about a bit. I'm going to put some effort in. Colin, was that for you? Was it great to see in terms of, um, you know, Scott and Masengo buzzing all over the pitch? Or would you rather they were more positioned?
6: No, I... I... I agree with you. And, and like I said, the word intensity sums it up brilliantly. Um, Scott was everywhere. I mean, he, he, he drew that foul out of Tony when he got the booking uh, of hauling him down around the neck sort of thing off the ball. And the, and the ref spotted that. Masengo has been our most consistent player in the last half a dozen games by far um, and, and seems to be, I think, thriving off the back of Pearson. Um, something's going on there. Um, but he did. And with Baker's challenges, those two buzzing around, you had the voice of Bentley as captain, which is something that we've not had as captain, I don't think, a lot on the pitch. And that made a huge difference because you can hear Bentley bellowing out, Um, And that that sort of encouragement. And with the young lads as well, I mean, we'll come on to it later as well, but for, for a little cameo at the end and his debut, talk about Put Yourself About Early On uh, when Louis Britton come on. Um, And, and it's, it's brilliant to see. Brilliant to see. You've got these youngsters getting stuck in. Masengo, Scott. Louis Britton and then a few old heads as well alongside like 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 you said already, Mariapa and Baker didn't seem phased at all, did they in the first half?
3: Yeah. On well, Mariapa then, um So were you are you thinking you might give him uh, some sort of deal for next season or
6: I really wish you hadn't asked me that. <laughs>
3: um <laughs> I don't know. I mean gotta make these tough decisions, there. sets You've got to make them.
6: Oh, I know. Well, oh, I know, but I'm not paid for them, am I?
3: Um <laughs> always money with you, Suts. <laughs>
6: well, well, to be to be fair, mate, when I see Louis next, I'll buy him a pint because he won me a few quid
3: today. I know he did, that's um, yeah, all. Well, let's just go yeah, let's uh, just go across across the okay, so, so I think um Marietta, Across the six of you, right? Across the six of you, I'm gonna ask you for a yes. I or think you no. will. I think you he
6: will. He'll get a contract. Yes, okay. I'd say yes. Okay, so work. a
3: one year deal. You're giving him a one year deal, Suts? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, Matt. No. Tom? No. Lee Williams?
7: I wouldn't, but you will get
3: one. Right. <laughs> and Ryan?
2: Ryan is on, Ryan's on, on mute.
6: mute. You're on, you're on mute, mate. Right?
2: Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, I was just saying that I think it depends on what we do in the transfer market. Very, you're just buying your
3: on. time. No, a yes or yeah. a no, Ryan. Come on, make the tough decisions.
2: I'm going to say no, but I feel like you might get a six-month one through to okay. January fair fair enough fair enough
3: um another man who, who likes a tackle um was a, was Casey Palmer on the 27th minute it was an aggressive tackle a yellow card followed by another tough tackle from from Nathan Baker shortly after but um Lee Williams coming to you Casey Palmer not the greatest tackler was lucky to stay on i think in in some in some people's eyes there
7: yeah he, he always uh he likes to tackle on the floor, doesn't he? And I think you kind of uh, you're always uh, always risking that that interpretation from the referee sometimes. Casey's a bit of a, an enigma for me. I think um, he's he's a great example of a player that um, I think excels in a system that suits him. And if you're playing any system that doesn't quite suit him, and that's not about it's not about it being about Casey. I just think that's what you get with some players. Um, he can be a bit of a liability, um, which is why I think he, he's always attracted interest because sometimes when he was playing for Huddersfield and other ones, they, those systems have suited him and he's been fantastic and he makes a tick and everything revolves around him. Um and then other times he's probably fallen out of favor with the likes of LJ and even, you know, Dean Holden to a certain degree, because you know, they want him perhaps to play a role that doesn't suit him. And um he, he's very interesting. You know, I would have played him in the Alex Scott role. As an example today, Alex Scott seemed to have that license to buzz around the pitch, as you said, pick the ball up and try and do stuff to mm-hmm. it. And I think that pa- um, Pearson was asking Palmer to play a much more disciplined role because probably because he's got the experience as well. And, and, he, and he does do it. I think he does. It. I, I I I would I'd keep him. I think that you can, he's still young. People forget that about Palmer. He can't be 24, 25 tops. I don't know what he is, but he's not, he's not, mm. he's not that old and um, he can still develop
5: his game. You'll definitely be keeping him, Matt, I assume. Do, do you know what? I was disappointed with Casey today. And I and I love him. Um and I, I agree with Lee. I think he's the sort of player that you need a manager to want to build a team around him and that he's his focal point. Um it, he did what Casey does today, he showed glimpses of of brilliance. Um, but then also some sort of sloppiness and some stupidity. He gave a free kick away with a sort of a fairly needless challenge in and around the box that led to a free kick. And I think it's a big summer for him. He needs to really, you know, almost kind of grow up and think, right, do, do I want to be here? Do I want to be part? I saw a good, great tweet today, and I don't know who put it, but about players signing contracts and wanting to play for their entire contract. Um, and Casey's one of those players for me that he needs to think to himself in the summer, what do I want to be? How do I get into Nigel Pearson's team and play week in, week out, 70, 80 minutes, you know, most games?
3: How do you see um him fitting into the squad and the team, Lee?
5: Um, I think
7: that he I think Matt makes a really good point. I think he needs to develop his game. I think you'll be hard pressed now to find any team. I like I'm struggling to think of any team at any level, um, or certainly at the higher levels, that are building teams around players. You know, I watched Champions League in the week. PSG aren't building their team around Mbappe and Neymar. They're, they're playing different ways. You know, Man City don't build their team around any player in particular. You've got to you've you've got to develop. So I think there is a bit of responsibility, as as Matt says, on on Casey to decide what it is, what type of player he wants to be. Does he want to be a journeyman? Because he could quickly become a journeyman that just goes around and does these little cameos. A la Lee Tomlin, great example of someone that'll go around and you know, the fans will take you straight away because he'll, you know, produce those performances and then sort of just 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 it as a way. The, the bit I was going to pick up on, um, Matt was talking about, was around the, the sloppiness um, that, you know, in that case, he does have that in his game. But I actually think, and it might not be a popular opinion, but I think our midfield's littered with sloppiness,
4: oh, including
7: Han and Noah and, and, and Tyreek and, yeah. and Lansbury's when he's played. That's where a lot of our the pressure we put on ourselves comes from our sloppiness in midfield with giving the ball away holding it on. To too long misplaced passes. It's um, it's quite frustrating to watch. Actually, a lot of it today was from us having the ball. Not apart from Brentford's second goal, which you will get to, which was which was great. The the rest of the pressure a lot of the time was our our own doing, and it's, it's that's the yeah, biggest frustrating you to don't, watch.
3: You don't associate sloppiness with Pack, Brownhill, and Smith, do you? And we haven't really, um, yeah. you know, replaced in terms of consistent performances. Um, so it was, yeah, it's a great point. We'll come on to Backinson now. In the 40th minute, Backinson lost the ball in the middle, not for the first time in that first 40 minutes. And Brentford almost get a penalty. I think uh, Baker gives a shove to Tony and and it probably is a penalty, but, but we get get away with that. Yeah. Um, Tom, coming up to you, your thoughts on on Backinson? A strong start at the start of the season, got COVID. We don't know what impact that held on him and now he's, he's come back and we've seen flashes, but what, how do you see Backinson this season overall?
8: Yeah, um, I think, like you say, with the COVID, we don't know exactly how much that affected his game going forward. Because before he got COVID, he was brilliant in the centre mid. A lot of people were comparing him to Patrick Vieira. Um probably a little bit young to remember Patrick Vieira. Sorry to. Oh my think. god! <laughs> I, 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 I remember his name, but I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't go. Oh, I remember Patrick Vieira for this moment. But um, yeah, one thing I did like about Backinson back today, and what he does in a lot of games, just, just the way he picks up the ball, he just seems to glide through the centre of the midfield. But he sort of seventy five percent of the way there for me. And then his last sort of twenty five percent always seems to let him down. He's a he's a good player, but I think like I said at the beginning, he probably could do it alone next season. But not alone to a League One team. I think probably alone again to a sort of lower championship team, just to get a full decent that's season us, like, yeah. that's us yeah. like, Tom like us or Derby yes stick with us next season then he be sound but um, okay. yeah but um, it depends what we do in the transfer market over the summer but I, I'd probably look at load of them out next next season but when I think
3: you, he's when you feed into that Walsh and Williams obviously mm-hmm. assuming Liam Walsh hangs around it, it it's a difficult decision I assume he's going to bring in a couple of his own players you know, someone akin to or similar yeah. to Lansbury or someone like that.
8: And then you look at it a few weeks ago when he subbed him off after 20 minutes as well. Does he like that mm. sort of character around the yeah. team? I don't yeah. know. So, but I, I, I like I like Backinson.
3: Yeah, I'm going to come to Ryan now. Ryan, I want your thoughts on Backinson because on the 42nd minute, he actually does drive forward, um, which, which we know he can do. And it works its way to Palmer. And Palmer tries one of these little flicks, which was completely you know, completely didn't work. But um yeah, your thoughts on, on Backinson, Ryan.
2: I think that's what we quite like about Backinson, especially that sort of early part of the season where he was really really driving forward and he always looks to play a forward ball. It's just he, he probably gives it away a fraction too much for me. And that's probably where the problems arise because you know he, he loses the ball. and Then suddenly, you know, Brentford said I get on the break and bake has to make a challenge or whatever. It's just, it's just those little things in his game. But again, I don't know whether you loan him out because he's had plenty of League One League One loans. Is he going to get a championship loan that's, you know, better suited to him? I'm not sure. So it's a, it's a hard one for me. It's a, really,
3: it's a really tough one. A really tough one with who he brings in um, and who we retain. Colin, what, what are your thoughts on, on that conundrum? Well, just
6: about Backington, you've got to think, so pre-Covid, we were playing fantastic, but in a team that was thriving on confidence and we were playing well, we were winning games. It was completely different to when he comes back when it's a whole different kettle of fish. When we're up against it, we're not playing so well. Confidence isn't there. Um, so I, I think you, you, you look in, it's hard to judge him because, like you say, don't know what COVID affected, but it's, it, players can play a whole lot better when in a team that are, are playing well, confidence is high. You, you've got the freedom perhaps to do a little bit more.
3: Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. And yeah. I, I take
6: those chances, yeah.
3: Yeah, it's, it's a strange one. Um, Matt, I think it, Colin makes a great point there. When you're when you're playing in a team and everyone's buoyant around you, sometimes, you know, being part of that crowd
5: affects your performance, doesn't it? Yeah, completely. I mean, you, it's the one thing you can't buy in the game is confidence, isn't it? And, and winning breeds that. You need, you have to look at um, Barnsley. You know, we played Barnsley. They didn't look great when they, they beat us here, but they were then on a run and then obviously strode into the playoffs. For me with Tyreek, he needs um, he needs to work physically in the summer. I think he runs out of energy way too much, and it's not like he bombs around like Masengo does. So he's not he's not putting in a massive shift. That could be COVID related, admittedly. Um, I think he plays, and it's a criticism I have of of Casey at times. But he plays the first time pass too much, um, which it, it's a bit of a double edge for me because I like to see that he wants to be on the front foot. He wants to play the right ball. But sometimes the best thing to do is just hold on to the ball. And, and we've all played to a level, the easiest game in the world, when you've got the ball, is to look after it. And I genuinely think from a Bristol City point of view, for the last, well, probably since that team that got promoted under Cottrell, this team has struggled to retain the ball. It was something we did do with the likes of Pack and Brown, and even in the team. Um, but I think if, if Tyreek had put in a performance today and that had been Marlon Pack... And there was a crowd there. He'd have had everybody on his back because, you know, the ability he's got. And at the moment for me, he's almost kind of wasting that. He needs to really, he needs to knuckle down and think, right, what am I going to be again? A bit like I've said with Casey, because he's got, he's got the ability, you know, as Ryan said, seeing him stride forward, his long legs, brilliant. But for me, he gets to 60 minutes and he's done. Yeah. Okay.
3: 45th minute, Conway finds Palmer who finds Wells um, but unfortunately Wells' shot isn't great but it does go for a corner. From the corner, on this occasion, Palmer's back heel does work um, and Wells shoots right-footed and the keeper saved it but it was ruled offside but uh, just coming up to the end of the half, um, you know, it was actually a good a good half based on what we've seen so far this season, Lee, in my opinion.
7: Yeah, I am, um, I, as you know, I've not been able to watch the last few matches so I've been relying on listening to the podcasts on my little dog walk and they haven't been great viewing and uh, great listening or uh, reading all right
5: f- read, thanks Lee read, <laughs> yeah
7: reading the uh, But it, they've been great to listen to but not if you know what I mean um and I was actually uh, pleasantly surprised at that first half uh, performance I thought we 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 looked like we had a good shape we passed the ball around we had some good good little patterns of play um, we kind of in, there was a lot of interchanging positions up top with people, um, you know, Conway and Wells. Um and we we, we fashion a couple of a couple of half chances against, let's not forget, the opposite to us. And what I mean by that is a, a team that is been is a very good team, has been for a while, loads of confidence, getting themselves ready for another push at trying to get into the Premier League. And um, you know like you have mentioned Baker pretty much had Tony in his pocket you know he was getting frustrated I thought well you know this is um this is what I've been expecting for the last sort of four or five weeks and certainly um the last few games since the the contract announcement so yeah I thought it was a really really good first half performance if I'm being honest compared to where we've been um and, and what I've heard and, and what people have um and fans have been talking about
3: Cool. Okay, well, we've got a halftime summarizer, Rob, who always sends a lengthy message in our WhatsApp group. So uh, here's Rob's thoughts. Funny old half, only really got going the last 15. Great to see the mobility of Jada De Silva. Definitely been missing that. Backenson was a real Jekyll and Hyde. If only he could eliminate the errors more. Baker gives you that strength, but he's just so kamikaze, incapable of a catastrophic blunder at a moment's notice. Shoved Tony in the back. Lucky not to concede a penalty from a ref who has been very fussy. Colin, your thoughts on that and the first half? Well, just to say in the first half, we, we we gave a lot of possession very long
6: for us, 10 minutes. And then we then we settled into our game. Like you say, Lisa, said, patterns of play. We, we really grew into it. And and settled down some of the tackles, I think, set a precedent. And, and we finished the half pretty much 60-40 possession to Brentford. Um, when you look at the final stats at the end of the game, it's is, it is a telling tell of what happened in the second half, which you'll we'll come on to. Um, because because the stats are miles apart from that. Um and you could see that. And, and obviously the goals come in the second half. But I think, yeah, I I think we 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 really look like we could compete with them and they strong side out They're their strongest team today they're looking to build momentum into the playoffs they're a great side don't 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 get away from it they're a fantastic side great players um and we we did we competed when you look at the youngsters we had out there i was really impressed with that first half and i said we, we we got back into it 60 40 i was surprised at that but um yeah half time then came.
3: Yeah, and and Ryan, you obviously you've been watching all the games on Robin's TV, like like we have all this season. So we've been we've, we've had the same view. Um, your thoughts on that half compared to what you've seen this season?
2: In terms of like the last maybe half a dozen dozen games, that's been probably the best half of football I've seen in a while. I think personally, um, there was just so much run right about it. They actually, it almost looked like players were playing for contracts for once. People were actually energized and actually wanting to be there we didn't look like we were on a holiday like we were against Millwall last week. So I thought there's a lot of positives to take from it, especially with the amount of youngsters that sort of started that, that half as well. When, when,
3: when you mentioned Millwall, I wonder if there was that goalkeeper's opinions in the back of their minds that there was spurring them on a little bit. What do you reckon?
2: It might well have been. I mean, it was it was pretty fair, to be honest, what he said. I don't think there was anything, anything wrong and I think a lot of people would probably agree with what he said, to be honest. So, yeah, I mean, people are just needing to now fight for contracts and, and get ready for next season. Absolutely.
3: Okay, coming on to the second half. So the 50th minute, Alex Scott shows some inexperience by trying a Cruyff turn on the edge of his own 18 yard box, and and he gets disposed, uh dispossessed, and it's almost one 0 Matt.
5: Yeah, it, as you say, inexperience, um, but then also confidence that he, he has to try and do that. Um, and yeah, I think Tony sort of was played in money in and, and just drove it into the side netting, but um you know, he held his hand up. And I think probably at that point was the first thing he'd actually done wrong. Um, so, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to be overly critical there. But that I mean, will it, come with, with experience, won't yeah,
3: it? Yeah, and and in the under-18s, under-23s, wherever he's been playing, he can probably get away with that because you're not going to have someone breathing down your neck necessarily yeah. to, to the quality of a, of a of a Brentford player who's about to go into the playoffs. Um, so, he, he, as you say, you've got to get these opportunities at this level to be able to yeah. realise you can't do that.
5: Yeah, absolutely. And and you're, you're right, not even just at, at his level, even in this league, you know, Brent, Brentford are a slick team. You know, it was literally, they won the ball, passed it inside straight to Tony, he gets a shot. So, um, yeah, you know, he, he will learn from that.
3: Yeah. For me, Tom, um, the 52nd minute and the substitution is where things start to go wrong. Um, nothing against Zach Viner, but I just thought that Mariapa and Baker developed that understanding in the first half. Um, and I don't know whether there was, I think someone said it was a knock, but who knows? But Viner comes on and then in, in the 56th minute, we go a goal down. So Tony gets his goal, City fail to clear. Viner has only been on the pitch four minutes and it comes off of his thigh after several missed chances of clearing it. And uh, Tony does what he does, nips around Bentley and finishes. So, I mean, do you agree with that, Tom, in terms of the, the substitution?
8: Um, if he was injured, then obviously, yeah, we've got to take him off, haven't we? and protect the player. But like you say, I do agree with the assessment of saying that after that, sort of, we, we started to collapse. Um, it was who went off, wasn't it? Yeah. Sorry, I had that game on the Chef Wednesday game sort of at the same time, so I was trying to flip it. Yeah, yeah. Mariapol came yeah. up and <laughs>
3: Viner came on.
8: Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's a fair assessment to say that. But with that goal, I was scream that Missengo just absolutely hoofed it as hard as he could. And he only cleared it as far as the 18-yard box. So, collective you, mistake, I think.
5: If you watched it, Tom, he yeah. wasn't set for Backington's header back. He should have yeah. been. Mm. Um, although I don't think it was the greatest header back from Backinson, but Masenga was actually almost kind of walking away not expecting it and when it came to him he just couldn't get his body shape to clear it as you said it was just a calamity really when it was a goal yeah and it sort and it, of dropped it, it out it it
6: into the box though passed it into the players there unmarked and then yeah. three of our players are converged on him yeah. not one of them's got a tackle in or something on the ball and then it's gone through and hit Viner I don't think you can really blame Viner for that because say, no, three no. of our players converged And he's just come off, he's a bit unlucky. I I was just screaming for for the reason, yeah. I'm saying get rid of him, but also three of you diving in at that player and not one of you gets a challenge in at what's going on.
3: In terms of this season, Ryan, coming to you, they, we've seen a number of goals like that with the sloppy, almost Sunday league defending at times of not being able to get the ball clear. I think it was last week, a great block on the line from Callas in between two scooped clearances and not clearing your lines. It's something that, you know, this season in particular, when, when that starts happening, you know a goal's coming, don't you?
2: I mean, I, I wrote this down when it happened. I, I went... How many times have we considered a goal, math scramble like that. It's been so so common this season, and I don't know why. Is it inexperienced at the back? I'm not too sure, but we just got to clear it. It, it shouldn't be as simple as that just hoof the ball long, get out of your box. We've considered enough like that. Surely now you, you realize you've got to get rid of it.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, coming to you, Lee, on the 59th minute, chance for Tommy Conway taken really well. Was right footed at a tight angle. After good work down the right hand side from Casey Palmer, who gets the ball across, and Tommy Conway's shot was hit with real pace, wasn't it?
7: It was, and um, I was really impressed with um with with Conway. I heard you guys talking about him on the last couple of podcasts. Obviously, when you were you're lucky to get down and see him live and see some of his movement, and um, it was the first time I've I've seen him play. Um, I thought you you know my thoughts on on Fan, whilst he's a bit of a cult hero. Um, um, I don't, I don't think he's the the best centre-forward in the world. Um, and I've seen enough of in you know, 50 minutes of Tommy Conway that I'd be picking him over a fan most days of the week, to be brutally honest with you. Um, his movement was great. And when he got slotted in, you know, I kind of as an ex-striker, I was thinking he can't take the shot on areas. It's just gone a little bit too wide. And then he's got it out. He just he just cracked that shot from nowhere. And um, he was unlucky because I think I don't think the keeper was expecting it. I think the keeper dealt with it quite well because, you know, it was... Um, It was a really good effort and and maybe on another day might might have sneaked in and took the keeper by surprise and and, and wiggled through, but really impressed with Conway today. but His movement and his physicality doesn't look like he's physical, but he wins enough headers and, you know, um, he would be one player, one of the other ones, when we were talking about the young ones earlier, that I might contemplate keeping around the first-team squad as well, depending on what we do in the market striker-wise because that's where we're like, aren't we? are light are not we let us be honest, fans off. Wells, you know, who knows what's going to happen with Wells. That is um and striker is a little bit hard to come by, aren't they? Absolutely. Um, so yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was a good strike. Impressed by the lad, he's he's got a good future.
3: And Matt, that shows real confidence to get to that tight angle and to still take the shot. I mean, I, as as you know, I play five aside with with Scott Murray, and I know it's chalk and cheese, but he gets to the the to the byline and he'll still shoot. And yeah. the power that he still hits the ball with. And that's that exactly what I thought of when I saw that shot from Tommy Conway.
5: Yeah, and, and it, it almost surprised Rhea, um in the goal as well. Um, I think it was great Lee citing um, that about Tommy Conway. And we said it last week, Patch, didn't we? Sort of, you know, lucky to have been at the ground or the week before. Um, and his movement, Lee, was, was brilliant. Um, you know, he was making some really, really clever runs. Case in point, his goal last week against Millwall. It was his run there. You know Lansbury spotted and it was a, a brilliant ball. But yeah, I, I, I agree with Lee. I think he's he's got a really bright future. And, and actually he's probably the one that you wouldn't have expected to be given the run of games he's got. Yeah. I mean Sam Bell was ahead of him, got injured. Sam Pearson was sort of in the team before he was. Um so he's kind of come a little bit out of nowhere, he scored a lot of goals for Bath but yeah it was um it was a cracking effort. And again shows shows the exuberance of youth doesn't it and the confidence
3: Good yeah. word, good word. Thank you. Um, and he's got a bright future because he's actually going to be coming on the podcast for a chat about his background, um, his debut, his debut goal, and how he sees the future. So, looking forward to chatting to Brilliant. Tommy Conway in more detail. Um, sixty third minute subs: Awara Edwards for Wells and Jana on for Palmer. Uh, Matt, how did you see those substitutions and the the formation thereafter?
5: Um, it kind of almost felt a little bit to me then is, is though Pearson thought the game was gone um, and was given a bit more experience. One um, overly surprised it at Palmer come off. I thought Wells had worked fairly hard in the first half. But a bit like Lee said, you know, who kind of knows what's going to happen with Naki Wells? Because it's we're not getting the best out of him at all. And that's, that's actually under th- probably three managers thus far. Um, so that's a, a quandary with the money that he must be on as well. Um, yeah. Jana coming on. I, I saw an article in the week about um, Norwich and another Prem team being mm. interested in him. i don't know how much truth there is in that. So he's another one though, that, that he's done a bit of time in the lower leagues. Um, so he might be one that might be looking to sort of stay around next season and, and feature more, but, yeah, I think as Tom said, it really does depend what he does in the transfer market in the summer just to know, you know, if he's got the funds for seven or eight, then some of these youngsters would go out. Um, that's, that's something but, that yeah. really
3: frustrates me though, Matt, just going back to my original question about the formation.
5: Yeah. It,
3: it, it took me back to sort of earlier in the season when it was literally square pegs in round holes and getting yeah. players on the pitch just to have them on the pitch. And particularly when you're watching on TV, I like to be able to work out, you know, what I'm watching in terms of the formation. <laughs> yeah,
5: I mean, I mean, I guess Edwards was, was coming on for Palmer to play in the sort of more wide position and Janna was coming on to, to replace Wells up top. So I think it was, was kind of like for like, but I just felt then it was really all youth on the pitch, wasn't it? You know, especially the fact you'd lost Mariapa and mm. I might've been looking more... Even though I don't rate him and wouldn't be offering a contract, I probably would have gone Lansbury coming on and and trying to sort of settle it down for a little bit of time. I think from that point on, the game completely ran away from us. Brentford tore us apart, really, at will from that point on. Okay,
3: Um, into the 65th minute, a save from Dan Bentley, which we've said a number of times on the podcast this season, kept us in the game. And again, one minute later, so 65th and the 66th minute, two great saves from Dan Bentley. Um, Where would we be without Dan Bentley this season for you, Brian, in terms of um, our performances and the fact that he's player of the year, he's consistently above six um, in the player ratings? I mean, he
2: thoroughly deserves player of the season, doesn't he? I mean, we uh, in fairness, we probably would would be down without Dan Benning this season. I think, think how many points did he win us early on and throughout this season? I seriously don't know where we'd be without him. He's been incredible. You know, when he came over from Brentford, people sort of had like the whole thing. It was like, oh, he's got a mistake in him or whatever. I think he's slowly losing that a little bit. And he he's seeming just to grow in confidence. I think today, especially with the armband, he sort of was starting to talk a bit more and, and be more vocal on things. and. I think it's it's really positive with them being the season. He's such a great great uh, shot stopper, and that's you know how many points he want us by doing that this season.
3: Yeah, great shot stopper, great distribution, great one on ones. Makes makes every save he makes look look like you know world class save. You know, a bit a bit like Ad- Adriano Basso of old. Sorry, Tom,
5: you've got no idea who that is. Um... <laughs> I was going to ask Tom if he remembered um, Patrick Vieira's brother Christian. No, is he too young. <laughs> That's one for the older listeners. (laughs) Uh, But but, um, yeah,
3: how important is it to hold on to Dan Bentley, uh, Sutts, in terms of next season? I don't know, there's going to be interest. There's going to be top championship clubs, um, maybe lower league premier clubs looking at Dan Bentley. But how important is it to keep hold of him?
6: I think everyone listening to this and us on air know the answer to that question is absolutely vital. We keep him. Uh, like I said earlier today, you, you when he had the captain's armband, he seemed to step up, step up to it. He's obviously been recognised as player of the year, seventy percent of the vote. It's not even one-sided, is it? And uh, he did his best to throw it away with a couple of couple of little mistakes didn't they, in a few games, but uh, but you can hear him as well, vocal. He's that he's that leader. Um, I can remember just after he signed and went to the to the friendly at Forest Green, and you, you're that close, and you could just hear him absolutely bellowing, and and, and that's what you need from a keeper. Um, I mean, I, I'm involved with, with junior football, as you know, and, and and some of our best keepers and ones that have gone on and been recognising the cannabis and such like are the ones that literally are organising their defence in front of them. And you yeah. really need that. And you hear that from Bence, plus the fact he's got, I mean, literally, as Ryan said, and I was holding up my fingers saying League One, we we, we would be down without him no, no, absolutely didn't make no bones about it so um he, he deserves everything he gets this season from his recognition and we aff- he is vital i think he's vital to keep
3: yeah coming to you lee um in terms of the captaincy w- we know that kalas isn't a isn't a talking captain isn't, isn't a shouting captain he's a lead by example um dan bentley as a captain is 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 the complete opposite he's a pointer he's a shouter um but what do you, what's your view on on having a goalkeeper as a captain, say say he gets that opportunity next season. What's your thoughts on having a goalkeeper as a captain? Um,
7: um, it doesn't bother me if I'm if I'm being brutally honest. I know some people kind of say like, what I always talk about, and you know, I I do a little bit of coaching is the keepers have got a view; they can see that whole game in front of them and and organise. They've got the best view on the pitch from from your team's perspective. So, I think that, um, the, the, I think it's a bit of a British thing, the whole, the whole captain, you know, is, you know, we, we you know, quite the, the history of, you know, a captain needs, and we've, I've heard you debate at length about Calas and the type of whether he leads by example, whether you want a, a screamer or a shouter on there. Your captain just needs to be someone that I think that your, that the, your team, um, respects and you know and will react to um that that's what it needs to be my own thoughts are i think that pearson will probably press reset and 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 maybe bring someone in who he wants to kind of um lead the culture and maybe change the culture if that he feels it you know it needs to be tweaked slightly um and if that's a goalkeeper um it's a it's a goalkeeper not ci or replace bentley but i don't i don't think it really matters where your captain plays uh, what position they play I think it's all about um, the influence that they have on the team the respect they have on and off the pitch um, sometimes with the fans as well can the fans relate to them. and then as I say I think it's a bit of a British thing I think what what's uh, in Spain tends to be whoever's had the most appearances mm. is it kind of their culture or to whoever's had the most appearance I think Spain and Italy are similar Whoever, whoever's had the most appearances at the club or been at the club the longest um, and they're playing there's is is just automatically given the armband if you know what i mean
8: God, it's kind of
7: more that, of a who would that be
5: <laughs> <can't even> <laughs> yeah, yeah. probably you baker to, probably baker like a... what no yeah. appearance as we said not how long he's been there yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah so i'm not
7: not you know position's not important to me
3: um no, that's fair enough it's a it's a, an interesting one 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 for debate um OK, so 71st minute, Louis Britton comes on for Tommy Conway and Danny Simpson comes on for Sessegnon, so like for like there. And Britton, as you said earlier, starts, is straight into the action and looks physical presence. He looks like he's going to put himself about more of a like for like replacement for a Jiju than perhaps Tommy Conway in terms of the the build and and the fact that he's going to put himself about and make, make himself, uh, you know, a handful, quite frankly. Uh then he proceeds to batter Sorensen and then he stamps on Canos. So a, a trifecta, Matt,
5: of um of attacks. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm fortunate enough, I'll say. Um my nephew's age group was the same age group as Louis. So we would regularly come up against Louis um playing at Bocco, which is where he played a lot of his football. Um, I know he's at Mangotsfield as well. Um that's how Louis played. Um it's it's how his dad, Jeff played you know they're, they're no no sort of prisoner type sort of players um, and Louis came on not worrying about reputations did he I thought the first one some refs might have given a yellow fork because his arm was there but um, it was great to see and and set a marker down but what Louis does do and what he went on to do um, and I could say Louis and I don't know if it's Louis or Lewis to be fair Suts can correct me on that if he knows but um, yeah. He's, Louis yeah he, he scores goals he scores goals and, you know, it, it's it's an, a really, really nice habit to have. And he's got that and he's done it all the way through his youth sort of football. Um, he's a local lad. There are premiership teams sniffing after him. Um, I think he's, we've just exercised a year extension on his contract. Um, so it'll be interesting to see after today, you know, he's probably the last of the 23s to feature that we've been crying out for. We've said for a number of weeks um Louis should be playing, certainly over Famara, because you know it all points to Famara going, irrespective of whether you love him like Lee or, you know, fans are not quite so <laughs> but um I just love the fact that he came on, won't worry about reputations and, and just wanted to put himself about. Um yeah, brilliant. And such so
3: where where um where where did we where did we get him from in terms of, you know, we, we know Riley Taylor came from Mangotsfield, but what about Louis Britton? Well Louis is like so
6: he, he was around and, and playing, like I say, Bocco. And then he was at Mangusfield um, for the senior team and banging in the goals there, doing brilliantly. And actually, he went on trial to a league side whilst he was at Mangusfield, uh, a, a club up, up north, and, and did really well. Then came back there and then signed for Yeat when they got promoted and was banging in goals for Yeat And it was actually City signed him as an adult footballer. He'd never, never been through it. So they just they brought him in. Um, a, a couple well, a couple of years ago, if that, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, and so he's only been there a little while. So, so he's not been through the academy or anything like that. So
3: Why do you reckon that is the case that, you know, that, that some players get picked up early and go through the academy and some players like Louis Britton don't get found until, and, you know, we've seen it before with players like Jamie Vardy. Is it just a development thing? Well,
6: some players, yeah. I mean, some players go all the way through the academy and then don't make it. Um, j- just the way things are but he's, he was playing men's football at a young age yeah. wow. and, and, and and scoring the, yeah as Matt said as well putting himself about and bang, literally got. I, I put in my hashtag on Twitter goal machine mm. earlier and, and that's what he is and, and do you know what absolutely delighted for him to say to get on to get that goal even better for me sticking some money on him um, but but yeah um, he's going to score goals no matter where he is that's a fact. And, oh. and, and I think he, he proved that today. So we talk about um, the likes of Conway and players like that. I'm glad that he got on today because Pearson's seen something in him as well already.
5: Yeah. I would and say as well, football. I would say as well, credit to his his mum and dad. Because again, I, I watched Jeff taking Louis in and around to, to clubs and you know, they, they've watched him all the way through, been there watching him play football, um, and credit to Louis as well to keep to keep going. In you know he's done the loans. He went to Bath. He, he went to Gloucester for for you know, when he was at Bristol City. Um, again, it's one where is he ready for next season um, and featuring? Who knows? You know he's got he's another one that's got a big summer ahead of him, and so
3: some very um, difficult decisions to be made because I I, yeah. I we only we only seen twenty minutes of him in the first team, and I would love to have seen him. Uh, you know, for a half, at least a few games ago, personally, um, because he does look a handful and obviously he can score a Lee.
5: Yeah,
7: he he can. And I think um, picking up on you saying he can score a goal, the goal that he scored was the most simplest of goals, wasn't it? From a, you know, he talked to, I don't know if any of you caught the post-match interview, but, you know, he kind of said, I said to Scotty." Knock it to Bakes. I think yeah. there's a good chance, you know. And I'm just going to bank, gamble on Bakes winning the header and put myself in the area where I think he's going to put. If you actually look at a goal, he's the only one there. There's yeah, three Brentford. The he? There's he's lost his marker.
5: Yeah.
7: And 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 he and he's finished. He's finished well. I've only watched 20 minutes of him and only watched 50 minutes of Tommy Conway. Even more, almost angry, I would say that Fama has played as many games in the last. 10 12 matches, or as many minutes in the 10 12 matches over those two now, even more frustrated because, um, you know, you, you, there's your future, there's some people that are really going to put a shift in and really going to try. Um, and you know, with Femora, he was he was clearly going and you know, it had given they they'd have got even more minutes and a bit more experience, might they? You know, it was a bit so- of a strange one.
3: Yeah, it's a really good point. And uh, Ryan, coming to you, do you, do you share that anger? Because I hadn't really thought of it that way until you know Lee just made that point that that we could have seen at least six more halves, at least if not four games from Tommy Conway, Louis Britton.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't say anger. I'd just say sort of surprised that people like this weren't given a chance. Louis Britton's, you know, this is his first start and it's the last game of the season. I'm surprised it's taken this long. You know, you've given Tommy Conway, and he's, he's done fantastically too. in fairness to him he started, was it three games now? You know, why is Louis Britton only waited for the last game of the season to get you know, 20 minutes of football when he's been that, that, uh, that good as he was today? Yeah.
3: Okay, just going to cover the two, uh, the next two goals. Um, 2-0, 77th minute. Quite simply, Brentford passed the ball through the City back line and it's a great finish from Mbuemo. And then the third goal was from Canos. Um, Brentford forward in numbers. City need to get hold of this or else it could get much worse because once that third goal went in, I thought we might see a fourth and a fifth. But uh, settled back into it and then the moment comes that we've been talking about 87th minute. Louis Britton scores. There's an Alex Scott free kick, finds Nathan Baker, who who picks a great header, finds Britton and slots it under the keeper. As you say, Lee, it's a it's an it's an easy-ish finish. It's still got to get it in the net and pass the keeper. But um, yeah, fantastic to get that that debut goal. Um, and one that one that he will surely remember. Um, so let's just um I've got a, a, a summary from again Rob men against boys literally a footballing lesson carved open far too easily Brentford should be the benchmark we are a long way off right now having been at that level two and a half years ago roll on next season Matt interesting what he says there about obviously Brentford being the benchmark I think that was put to Nigel Pearson from
5: Gregor during the week wasn't it it was and and Gregor quite rightly said uh, sorry Gregor Nigel quite rightly said actually no Norwich and Watford are the benchmark that we want to aim for, but you get what Greg is sort of talking about. I'd actually say from this season, probably Coventry. <laughs> um, Wickham in terms of desire, attitude, never say die, putting in 90 minutes performance. That's a benchmark I'd like to see us it, first of all, um, because I think that's one we've avoided defeat once in the last 10 games of the season. Yes, I think um, quite rightly the point got made last week by Steve, didn't it? That Nigel Pearson's been looking at what he's got. He's had to blood youngsters. He's also had to look at sort of you know, what, you know what, what he wants to do in the the, the close season. But yeah, you know we we today first half we played okay. We played well. Um, my brother sort of said he felt Brentford were in second gear and didn't get going. I I didn't see it like that. I thought Brentford were trying to do what they could do. But I thought second half, yeah, we were, after that substitution, a million miles away from where they are in terms of football, speed, movement, yeah. Mm,
3: Okay. Let's come on to the final ratings of the season. And um, for those who haven't listened before, six is the expected performance. So Matt's going to rattle through the team. And if any of the guys on the call disagree, um, stick your hand up and, and state your case. But Matt, over to you.
5: Um, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go, um, it's always a difficult one, Dan Bentley, because he's conceded three, but again, he's played really well. So I'm going to go a seven for Bentz. Um, had it not been three, probably could have even been an eight, because I thought he made a couple of really good saves. I wouldn't blame him for any of the goals. Um, so I'm going seven for, for Bentz. Um, I'm going seven for Nathan Baker. Um, but with, for me, my man of the match, um, I thought he showed a desire that we've just not seen for so many players this season. Um, Mariapa, I thought did okay. Um, what would it have been? One nil at the time that he went off? Or was it nil nil still? Um, so Marietta, um, I'll go seven for him as well at that stage, because I thought we defended really well. Danny Simpson's an interesting one for me. I think he's, he's better defensively than he is off- offensively. Um, I wouldn't be looking to offer him a contract because I think he will pick up injuries. I know he talked in his his interview about having a pre-season and um, I actually think that he will get a contract. I don't think Nigel Pearson would have brought him in if he didn't intend to to look at him. Um, But I thought Simpson sort of faded a little bit. Um, So I'm going to drop him to a five. The silver did every... Go on, yeah. A challenge.
6: Um, Just to say, no, I agree, but he was lucky to be able to stay on the pitch as well. Because um, he did that double did and he grabbed grabbed the bloke back in his shirt yeah, and then he's absolutely dived in. I thought he slipped.
5: Forward. I thought he slipped when he he kind of dove in. But you're right. Other refs on another day, didn't they? Yeah. He
6: dragged him and then he's dived in. And for me, I thought he's luckiest on the pitch there. So yeah, yeah I'm just just saying. Yeah. I possibly even go for a mix. I didn't think he did anything today. Yeah.
5: Um, Jade de Silva, I thought first half was the Jade de Silva we want to see. Um, he, he kind of picks the ball up, and it's the difference between him. And what Tommy Rowe gives you, um, or doesn't give you, um, he, he does get the ball forward. He does look to play. And there were some really movements in the game where De Silva got the ball, went forward, played it inside to Backinson, but then carried on. He needs to work on his crossing. He had a couple of opportunities to put a really decent crossing in it, in it the first man. Um, I thought he faded in the second half, which is to be expected with not having played for so much of the season. So I'm going six for Jay. Um, midfield, Han Noah, I really like Han Noah and, I, and I say it every week I that I think he can go on to be at the very top. Today was a bit of a game where I wasn't sure what he was doing. Yes, no, you know, forward, backwards, defending. Um, he was a little bit, still puts his energy in, but just didn't give me enough. So I'm going five for Han Noah um, and similarly for Tyreek. Um, I think Tyreek could be a hell of a player, but but actually um I'm just seeing a tweet now from a mate of mine who's at the ground. The fam situation is clear and will be revealed very shortly. He's off, isn't he? So you <laughs> could know. have sign a new contract. Who yeah. knows? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> I think I think we who would be disappointed if Famara now signed a new contract. I'd I probably would be. It, yeah, it, it's yeah. an interesting one, isn't it because I think we he's been said about the terms he was offered, I think Mark Ashton came out and said he was offered like amazing terms. I don't think he's worth amazing terms. And I, I would, you know, I've said I'd want him to stay. Having seen Conway, having seen Britain, um, and I'm not saying they're the finished articles, but I don't, I certainly wouldn't be paying him our biggest salary from that point of view anyway. Mm-hmm. I digest.
7: I I, I, do, I I wouldn't want to see him um, stay, Matt. And I think to be fair to Fam, just so this is a bit of a balance, I don't think we play to his strengths. Something mm-hmm. my dad always tells me when I'm moaning about him as well. You know, we don't we don't get crosses in. We don't have Nicolaiusen. No. We don't win many corners. Yeah. <laughs> he spends more time defending corners than attacking corners. So, to be fair to him, trying to give it that balance view. You know, we
8: don't yeah. we don't play to his strengths. On yeah. time, it's just annoying because he's going to go to Middlesbrough and Neil Warnock's going to play him, and he's going <laughs> to score twenty goals next season. Yeah, but, but yeah. play to his strengths though, isn't yeah, it? exactly. He'll play to yeah. strengths.
7: So you get the ball in the box. you will want wingers and you'll say, just get on <clears> down and put balls in the box.
8: Yeah, yeah It's going to be you know? so frustrating to watch as well. Yeah, yeah.
6: Colin's
5: uh, only going to do that just so he can piss us. Off. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> it had to happen, didn't it? It had yeah, to happen. We knew it would. Um, yeah, I've been Tyreek, so good all year. Yeah, yeah, you have, you have. Tyreek, I, as I said, we've said it about him. I, I thought he got loose in the second half, um, went out the game. So it's a five, possibly even dropping to a four for me because of his ability and what I'd expect. Um, Alex Scott, I'm not, I'm not going to go over um too much sorry that uh, um, so ben mead um robin's on tours at the press conference and he's sending me links through and um additions to the backroom staff will be announced very shortly bigsy that'd be an interesting one wouldn't it to be or not Do to be yeah, yeah that is the question it is yeah um alex scott i i really like i really like i think he shows a real not arrogance confidence um Again, game faded, so I'm not going to go overboard. I'm going to give him a six, but I thought he showed some real sort of quality moments. Um, so, yeah, six. Casey Palmer, I'm going five. Um, I've said what I need to say. Naki, I thought, worked hard. Um, I thought he scuffed the shot he had in the box a little bit. Yeah, he did. I yeah. think Rennie Gilmartin said he did everything right. And I'm like, really? <laughs> I don't think so. So I'm going five for Naki. Um, and Tommy Conway, I'm going six. Brilliant. And uh, Mr. Pearson? Again, I I echo what kind of Steve said last week. It's it's difficult to score him based on this team and what he's trying to do and what he's trying to look at. You know, it's amazing. And and actually, he said it himself. He's he's amazed by the support he's got Mm. based on the performances and the results. Um, And I think and it'd be interesting as a straw poll on on the six of us, how many actually think Pearson is the right man and, and will take us forward. Um, I certainly do. Um, yeah, Lee does, Colin does, Ryan does, yep. Tom does. So all 100%. of us do. And that that feels very much when you're looking at social media, what the majority of city fans think. Um, obviously the summer will will sort of dictate that. But yeah, for, for nice today, you know, you get beat three one. First half it's probably a seven, second half, it's probably a four. So I don't know. Let's go, let's I, go, let's go five. <laughs> I Brilliant.
6: I just, I just think he was up against it today, wasn't he? he was he was yeah. There was nothing he was going to lose he's gonna throw some players out there and just have a look at them yeah um and when the goals were going in he wasn't gonna change anything didn't didn't affect the season anyway let's just let's just have a look at a few more players uh, uh get get them out there so I think he he'd almost made his decision as to what was going to happen today
5: a little bit cool just saying on the presser patch so he said Brentford looked like athletes we didn't I would agree with that 100 percent it was not Pearson Pearson, we're not fit enough. That needs to change. Again, clearly the whole role situation. Youngsters wouldn't have a sniff of a chance if we had a fit squad, which is interesting. We need players who can cope with the demands of the championship. The form's really poor and we're having to play youngsters and players out of contract. Kalas was a selection decision, oh, which wow. that's a difference from saying he was rested. I know it is a selection decision, but that is a difference. Um, the fam situation is clear and will be made public so- shortly preseason will be in the uk and fixtures should be confirmed next week and additions will be made to the backroom staff cool right okay um, Sorry, can I go
6: on, say very quickly on Calas that i put on instagram that i i thought because we spoke about his captaincy he's not a shouter he's not that he tries to do it through his performances and i actually think the captaincy has hindered his performances i think he's been trying too hard um and I think when you try too hard, I liken it back to the days when, um, cricket analogy, when Ian Botham was made captain of England, similar thing happened. Um, just didn't, the performances didn't come. And I think he's been trying too hard to lead from the front on the pitch,
3: and it just hasn't worked.
6: Yeah. And that's affected his own game. It does in affect my people.
3: Yeah, it does affect people. It's um it's certainly happened before. Um, I've got about five minutes left, and I'm just obviously uh knowledge of the fact that Ryan is about quarter to three in the morning for you. So uh <laughs> let you let you go to sleep. But um, I just want to go around the table and I'm gonna ask for a grade on the season as a whole. Okay, so a grade on the season as a whole. So Matt, you go
5: first. What are you going from to A to A to F? There's got to be got to be an F for me. I think okay. we've we've escaped relegation by the absolute skin of our teeth. Um, I think
3: F would be relegation for me. All right, e, I, I'll go E, e
5: don't minus. Don't, don't let me sway you. No, no, no. You do though. Yeah, E <laughs> e, e, e minus. <laughs>
3: right, uh, Lee
5: uh, D for me. I think um,
7: I think we can't discount. Um, the injury issues and we have played the vast majority of the season with half a squad
8: disappointing okay. still but that'll be why Tom E for me injuries players out of contract at the end of the season I don't think we've just been at it all season if I'm honest
6: OK Colin um, I did read your note so um, ungraded is not an option is it
3: <laughs> you can do what you want mate
6: Okay, e, I'd say E again. Um, right from the beginning, we, we we knew that the manager appointment wasn't right. Um, we had that great start, and then injuries have absolutely crippled us. Um, yeah, so literally one to forget this one if we can. Yeah. Okay. And Ryan.
2: Yeah, not not too great for me. I think I got a couple of stats here. I might just read out very quickly and it sort of summarises. I think how the season's played out and how and why it's been so terrible. So if you look through our injuries, there's been 567 games missed due to injuries due across the entire squad. I mean, that's just ridiculous. We've had 80, 80 more than 80% where seven plus first-ten players haven't been involved. I mean, what do you expect really going into, into a season like that? And, I mean, we're bottom of, of, the, of the table for expected goals for, second bottom, expected goals against. Like, it's, it's just crazy how, how poor we've really been. But the fact we've avoided relegation means it's probably... You know, a D from me in terms of rating wise.
3: Yeah, and, and I, I think I'll finish with uh with a D as well. Um I, I always try and take the positives out of the season and we've We've got Nigel Pearson on board who I think will take us forward, will reset, will take us forward. We've we've got to see a lot of youngsters coming through the academy. So it gives it gives us a lot of, of hope for the future in terms of whether they come and play next season or the season after, but they're gonna be important at least at least about seven or eight players that we've, that we've seen this season. And obviously, yes, the injuries have, have, have been a massive, a massive thing, but um, yeah, I I think, I think you can't really go much higher than a D because we finished what, what did we finish 19th, 19th, 20th, 19th. 19th. Right. Okay. So 19th, which is the lowest season, lowest we've finished for five, six years
5: since we got relegated. Yeah. 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 So
3: not, not good, but yeah, Always trying to find some positives. Um, and sure, and sure. well, last thing I want to do, um, I'm going to go through the 13 players that are out of contract at the end of the season, um, and if you can just do up for for keep or down for lose, and I'll just give a a quick a quick score on this on the doors. I like so I feel
6: like season.
3: Sorry. <laughs> Yeah,
5: I feel like, so Caesar.
3: like Caesar. Caesar, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is the this is the Caesar segment. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Hakib Adelakun. So two up, four down. Me and Tom are up. Um, my my case for that is he's the only winger apart from a War at Edwards potentially that we've got, unless we sign another winger. Tom, are you the same with different reasons?
8: Um, sorry and play for Scunfork quite a lot. So he's he's there's a lot of talent there and he's really he's a really good player. He just needs a chance. And he was tearing up for Hull on loan as well. If he gets a decent chance, and I do think we have an up year option for him. Yeah, we If, do, we, if, yeah. We, if, if we if if we can do that and we can get him playing, if, if Nigel can get him playing, he's a really, really good, strong, fast winger.
3: Yeah, and when he got his chance earlier the season for a game or two, it was something different <coughs> that we hadn't seen all season. So uh okay, but two Two to four, four in favor of getting rid. Uh Nathan Baker. Uh six six thumbs up.
5: Uh Famara Giju, Uh one thumb up from me only. Just to uh, say he's having photos on the pitch with his lad in his arms, apparently. Oh, was he? Oh, yeah.
3: Okay. Right. Well, <laughs> I'm still gonna sign him.
5: Uh Rene
3: Gilmartin. I, don't, I haven't seen him as a, as a playing staff for, for quite some time. I think it's quite clear. But one to, to keep around the dressing he's gonna room.
7: He's
3: going to rob his TV, but we're not going to watch that next season. <laughs> oh, yeah, we hope, But, yeah. I mean, someone who speaks well, is he one to keep around in terms of backroom staff, potentially? Thumbs up or thumbs down? He's, um, he's
7: played yeah. a key role in the 23s, hasn't he, this season? And let's not yeah. underestimate how well he's been doing. So, you know, exactly. they've all got their roles to play, haven't they?
3: So yep. six thumbs up in terms of that. Jack Hunt. Go on, mate. Go on, Matt. Go on, Matt. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I won't tell you the score on that one, but it was unanimous. Um, but thank, thank, Wish thank you, you all the best, back. Jack. Thank you, Jack. Uh, Henry Lansbury. This is going to be an interesting one. Okay. Blimey. We've got uh, two, three, down. Two three, 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 50, three. 50. 50. 50 50 on Henry Lansbury. I guess I I think it's a case of who else is available. Um but he has shown signs and he has improved. He has gone on an upward trajectory I, so I think if he,
6: if he gets a pre-season and gets fit and Pearson and Pearson yeah. likes
3: him, I think he could be he could be really decent for us. Yeah. So so we're on the fence with that one. Mariapa. Okay. Oh. All right. There's a there's a, a bit of a bit of um in an on, and I I must admit I I was waiting to see what everyone else did on that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, again, I think on the fence, but on the verge of uh on the verge of of a no. But I think it's he's been tainted a little bit by his start and the fact he was asked to play at left back. But if you go on today's performance and the way he bonded with with Baker, then then you know there's there's, there's certainly
5: positives it, to be taken. But it was an okay, wasn't it? He he's not done anything that I think has made you go. Are there better players that you could be picking? We up? need to find oh, the next Adam Webster, money. don't we? Yeah. Is the likely that
6: Pearson's going to bring someone in, isn't he? Center yeah, yeah. half next season, the leader
3: or something. He's going. Okay. Jamie Patterson. Come on, Lee. <laughs> okay, four up, two down. Okay, for Jamie Patterson. It'd be interesting to see what happens there. Tommy Rowe.
5: F off, Patch.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Fan club or not, come on, man. So, I mean, the only reason no. the only reason I'm keeping him is because he offers that fact that he can play in three or four different positions and could be a valuable squad member for a year contract. That's get, my get, case.
5: Get a better player, Actually,
6: not player that can it. do that. You can't vote yes for everyone.
3: Sorry, mate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> get a better quality player that can give you that. Um, Danny Simpson. You know. Danny Simpson is one up, five down. Mentioning no names there. Uh, Liam Walsh. I think that's uh, everyone's a thumb up. With we only got to see him once or twice this season, but uh, certainly one to try and keep hold of. Marley Watkins. Can I buy? Jill, can I buy your thumbs? <laughs> okay, so so a couple of thumbs up. Tom, your your case for Marley Watkins.
8: Every time he's played for us, he's turned up. He's um, he scored against Barnsley when he played for us a couple of seasons ago. Last season when he came back from one of many... oh yeah, he's, fair enough, he's injured quite a lot. But um, when he, um, I think he came in against Luton. and um, I remember seeing him start, and I thought, well, this screams of Barley Watkins, first goal scorer. So I put yeah. five hundred first goal scorer, eighteen to one, it came in. So yeah. he's, I, he's he's, he's Mister Reliable, I think.
3: Yeah, no, and I, 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 Did I, you I don't say yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did I don't disagree. I, I think it depends again what else happens, but yeah, he's someone that. if does Marley Watkins something. is
5: offered a contract, we've got no ambition next season at all. Marley okay. Watkins is not championship level at all. No chance. Oh,
3: so Andy Weiman club possesses a one year option on this as well. I think that's a no-brainer. Um, what a massive loss he was to us this season in terms yeah. of his momentum, his yeah. engine. You could argue that the that that all went wrong when he got
5: injured, Matt, couldn't you? Really, yeah, because he, he he often sets the press. Don't get me wrong, he you know, he's, he's not going to score you the goals that, that you'd like him to score, but he, he was the one who dictated a lot of our press and energy up front. So, yeah, I, I if, if he's recovered from his, his injury, then yeah, absolutely. I think that brings us to the yeah. end of the list, unless anyone can think of anybody else. Tom nope. was going to say something then. Sorry, Tom. yes, sorry. Um.
8: Andy Vyman, I really feel like we could get him playing the sort of like a Jamie Vardy role when Pearson was in charge of Leicester. You know, he's quick, he can get behind the ball, good finisher. I'd be really happy to see Andy Vyman sign that extended deal for a season. Yeah, yeah absolutely.
3: All right, we're going to leave it there, guys. Thank you so much to Colin, to Northern Tom, to oh, to Northern Tom's coming down, aren't you? September.
8: September the 4th. Um so you'll not, be
3: watching the fixture release date with, the, with... Well, it's
8: it's, it's, it's an international weekend I've already checked. Oh, oh is it? Oh, yeah. But, so right. you, Mrs. Tried her best bless her. Well, mate, you can always is. you
3: can always get it moved. I'm sure it's a flexible yeah. flexible booking.
8: Yeah, I'm I'm feeling a bit poorly that weekend so I'm going to see what the hotel says. <laughs> yeah.
5: Patch, can uh, I just say they've uh, they've announced the supporters trust the champagne moment of the season. Okay, you know What, what it was? was it? Do you know what it was? mark ashton's announcement that he was leaving really <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god That got the champagne moment i wonder if he'll be collecting the award
3: <laughs> jesus that is uh <laughs> it's interesting yeah. well, um, deserved as well well there you go uh, ryan thanks so much for staying up for us and again congratulations on the mishmash poster it's uh absolutely fantastic and one that you can hopefully add more knobs and whistles to next season um when it's we get it, to the end yeah, of
2: it let certainly hope so. Absolutely. Yeah, like, thanks for staying up. Can
6: I just, can just add no something to say
3: goodbye? May the 4th be with us next <laughs> season. Well, yeah, it's May the 8th name mate. You've missed your the <laughs> no, Same week, mate. Same week. Probably agree. Probably agree. Lovely. And Lee, thanks very much, mate. Thanks a lot for, for joining us. Um, yeah, cheers, guys. This, this has been six peeps in a podcast. And thanks for listening to the bonus show throughout the season. We'll be back. In what capacity? I'm not sure yet. In terms of how easily we can make notes whilst we're bouncing around the ground, uh, more so at away games would be more interesting with a few a uh, few drinks on board. But um, we'll we'll be back in some capacity, probably a Sunday morning affair, I imagine. But um, we're going to have several bonus shows between now and the start of the season we'll maybe do some pre-season friendlies some get some players on and who knows maybe even get mr pearson on so um we'll wait and see on that but uh but yeah please do keep an eye subscribe to three peeps in the podcast there's lots of different shows coming up so um yeah we'll we'll be back again soon so uh for now thanks for listening take care we'll speak
5: soon stay safe guys cheers cheers all.